Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And we would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose. And we are on program number 48 in our series, The Life. And of course, we're studying the life of Jesus. And, you know, how on earth would the life of Jesus relate to addictions and addiction? problems and addiction, because well, our, our think, program is about addiction recovery, right? right? I, and I think that Jesus' life shows us um, the um, how he acts and how he treats people and how he thinks about things. Or If we can um, be transformed into his likeness, then we can beat any and all addictions. Okay. Because I think addictions are come in all forms, right? So it's not um, just about being addicted to um drugs and alcohol, it's, it, there's all kinds of habits and, and things that can draw us away from being a whole person. And so Jesus, Jesus teaches us, if you act in this way, then you can be healed and you can become whole. Okay. You know, cause we have a lot of people, the majority of people out in the world are walking around and they're wounded and they're, um, broken and they're, um, they're arrogant, which means that they're just broken inside, and arrogance is how they how it mechanism. plays out. And and Jesus is the one that came to say, you know, you don't have to live like life like that anymore. I can heal you completely. And um, he calls us as Christians to um, participate not only for ourselves, but in the process of other people healing and those actions happen each and every day of our life if we have our eyes open, open to see to that to, yeah looking through that lens Correct. how can i help how can i right. how can i uplift somebody right. how can i see their pain without putting them under a microscope right. our, our destiny you know we can say lord what is my destiny for today who please help me to have open eyes that i can see um the person that you want me to influence mm-hmm. for good, whether it's just for a smile or or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You want to uh, you want to pray before we yes. get going? Yeah. Uh, loving Father in heaven, we are so grateful that we have another opportunity to uh, talk about your goodness and the um, your principles and your design laws and how you treated humanity so that humanity could be restored into wholeness. And we just ask that this program be a force for good and that um, it would um, be a resource that um, people can use in order to uh, get just a little bit better. And so please be with us and your Holy Spirit and help us to have the right words to say. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, So yeah, we were talking a little bit earlier about... um, 
addiction, two different kinds of addiction, mm-hmm. uh, or there are two different. What are they? They're substance and behavior, right? Right. And in both of those instances, um, because we were just just playing with some stuff right before the program, and remember, you you said what you know. Watch watch your thoughts; they become your words, and your and watch your words because they become your actions, and then watch your actions because they become your habits. And watch your habits because they become your character, and your character is where your destiny is. Right. Yeah, and that's very important. And that wor- that that is crucial to both substance and behavioral addictions. And um, it, you know, substance addictions, of course, being stuff like uh, you know alcohol, drugs, and stuff like that. But behavioral addictions. Uh, like you, like you mentioned, arrogance. Could arrogance, arrogance actually be a, an addiction? Absolutely. Yeah, because it's a defense mechanism. It's mm-hmm. a way to numb pain, just mm-hmm. like anything else. And I think uh, you know, above all, what we what we what we can all see, what's happening right now in our earth, is we see a lot of hate. We see a lot of anger. We see a lot of accusations. There's just so much going on, and and. What I believe that is at the root of it is that darkness is trying to come mm-hmm. in and to yeah. force force out the light. You know, um, Jesus is the light of the world, and um, but the darkness is trying to come in and to take over. Right, the lion, the Satan is like a lion roaring, trying to um, create fear. Absolutely, in in humanity right now, and um, you can get caught up into the insane things that are going on right now and not even recognize it until it actually is changing you from the inside out. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think just think it's a real important thing. Yeah, so yeah, so what we're beholding and what we're thinking, you know, like like we said, changes into your words, changes into your actions, into your habits and it forms a character. Now, and we were talking a little bit about arrogance and in this this program today is going to be about the good Samaritan and and what happened uh, just a little bit before it, we talked about it last time, and we're going to touch on that. But because you did mention the 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 uh, arrogance, the the phrase arrogance, um, what we had some Pharisees see back in the day, and the the most dangerous addiction is the pride, the 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 self righteous and pride addiction because. You can see that God Himself in human flesh could not convince them that He was God. Exactly. That was one of His. I think one of His. Um, you know, I think He came for many reasons, but I think that was one of the main reasons He came was to come to His quote unquote people, people. to be able to help them to see their danger that they were at the cliff, ready to go off, and they didn't even know it. Yeah. Because they had they they were the sons of Abraham or the descendants of Abraham, and they were doing everything correct, and they had all of their food is done correctly. They worshipped in the correct location, and and they all had the, the while, holy scriptures. They preserved them. They could recite them, and so that's why this this good Samaritan story is so important because it's it's you can have all the eyes dotted and the t's crossed and all the box checked. But do you love your neighbor? Right. And so it's so important for where they were in history. And it's the same yes. message for where we are in our day. In, in our history. day, do you love your neighbor? Right. Because it's gonna, that's going to cut through right. everything. Right. 
it's going to cut like a knife through everything. Right. So if you can think of somebody that maybe you dislike that's that's out there in the world, whether it be um, a famous person or whatever. Can, so can you see what if you're going, what if your house is going to be right next to that person in heaven? Yeah. Or can you pray for them right now? <laughs> right. To, can to, you muster up the wherewithal? Because what does Jesus say? I say to you, love your enemies and pray for them right. that persecute and use right. you. Right. So it, it's it's a hard calling, right. and it does. It cuts like a knife right. to say, well, they're wrong and I'm right, but I've got to love them anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, want, and, and want and, them to and, be in heaven and, with me? And I, got, and I really have to mean it? Yes. It's not like, you know— Okay, tell your sister you're sorry and kiss her and right. tell her you love her. Right. Uh, no, it's way deeper than that. Right. You know, it's you. You can fake a lot of stuff, but in, but when it when the rubber meets the road, loving your neighbor is a hard question to a- answer. Do you love your neighbor? So anyway, that's the precursor to this Good Samaritan story, and it's the whole reason Jesus told the story. Because remember, let's let's flash back. The lawyer comes to him and says, "Hey, what do I do to inherit?" eternal life and jesus says well you tell me you tell me right and in any course he says love god and love your neighbor and jesus says you have answered right right. do this do this in fact um let's pick it up right there do this and this do and thou shall live you want to pick it up right there this do and you shall live jesus said he didn't say think about no and he didn't say this talk about no he didn't say this he will do for you no he said this do and you will live now why why well well, jesus presented the law as a divine unity and in this lesson he taught that it is not possible to keep one commandment and to break another because the same principle runs through all of them and that principle is don't take right don't be selfish. Right. That's why, if the if the if the root of the of the motive is selfish, you're actually breaking all the commandments anyway. Right. Because you're going around, you know. Jesus said, "Don't you heard? Don't kill." I, I say, don't even be angry with your brother. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You've heard that it's not okay to commit adultery. I say, don't even lust lust after a woman. Right. Right. And we go right back to those thoughts, words, actions, happen habits, character. Um, ladder, if you will, right? That that everything starts inside the mind, and Jesus is teaching me, teaching me and you. Let me heal you from that. Let me heal you from those thoughts that cause you to lash out in fear and protect yourself and hurt somebody else, right? Because that's what we do. And a lot of times we say, "Well, I'm not lashing out in fear." That's what when I was addicted, I'm not lashing out in fear. I'm just doing a bag of dope, right? What are you numbing yourself from? Mm-hmm. You're a scared little boy. Mm-hmm. So you're lashing out in fear in a whole different way, right? Because I think sometimes we get caught up in the um, in the what we're doing and what we're not doing, and and God says you can do a whole bunch of stuff, but that doesn't mean that your mind's been healed, right? And so that's that's what He's trying to say. It's an this is an inside job. So the Pharisees had everything they were doing, everything right on the outside. If you were looking in, right, because everybody revered them and everything. But Jesus is saying, you know, you guys have done your work to do all these things, but you're missing the point. You know, you're missing the point about, you know, you're supposed to love God and love each other. 
And that's the one thing you're not doing. And when Jesus came and did that, it was repulsive to them. Right. And that's the danger of of turning God away or sticking up the hand and say, talk to the hand, I don't want to hear it, or rejecting kindness right. when you see someone be kind to someone else. The danger is it's that changes you. Right. It changes you to be—and and we can actually criticize God himself— and nail him to a cross, right? And think that we've done something really good, and then run home to go to church, and run home and go to church, right? Want him down from the cross is yeah, what they say, so they could go to church, right? And so it's interesting because if you look at it from a, um, I think like from a neurological way and how the brain works. So you know when you ever say, "Man, I'm in a rut. I can't seem to get out of this," and that's kind of what's happening in the brain. God created us to. Um, to make decisions and to do actions. And now it's our choice to decide if we're going to be doing good actions or evil actions. Mm-hmm. And then that's that's how we're setting our destiny. Yeah, that's how we're... And, and at my, my friend Joel has often said, you're a product of the five people that you hang around the most. Right. Because if you choose to hang around certain people, they're going to influence you. Right. And I thought that was pretty good. So if let's let's say... Let's uh, hope we're hanging around with God. With God. Yes. If we're hanging around yeah. with God as, as number one, yes. you know, then that's a really good influence. Right. Right? But if we, the byproduct of doing something wrong mm-hmm. is separation from God. Right. See? On our part, on not our from part, his not part. Not from him. <laughs> right. Right? Adam, where are you? Right. Paul, what are you doing? Right. Paul says, I'm working for you. No, you're not, Paul. See, you're separated from me. You're so separated from me that you're running dragging women and children out of houses because they don't think like you do. Right. Paul, let everyone be fully persuaded in their own mind. Mm-hmm. Let, them, let love draw them. Love doesn't force. Love doesn't push. Love doesn't shove. Love doesn't persecute. What love does is draws. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, look who he draw. He drew a bunch of people that knew they needed help. Right. But those that were too arrogant that thought they didn't need help, he couldn't reach them. Right. It is a strange thing, the human condition. Mm-hmm. And Jesus came to show us how strange that cardinal nature is and how hard a human heart can get to where they could actually reject a harmless person like Jesus, and he, he would be so distasteful to them and so threatening to them that they would nail him on a cross. Right. There's, a, I don't know if it's a statement that somebody made or if it's in the scriptures, but it's like it's our greatest need. You know, our need qualifies yes, us. Yes, exactly. Right, that's I've, the, I read that in, in a, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's our in need. A, a book called Christ Object. Uh-huh. It's our need yeah. for the Savior that it, qualifies us. That qualifies us. us. Yes. Right. For, to yeah. be sons and daughters of God. Yep. Which is which is interesting because nothing in the world is ever set up like that, right? It's a complete and, opposite. Right. And then God treats us like we don't deserve. Absolutely and, so, right. And, right. And he treat and, and he, he let, treats us like sons and daughters. Right. Even though we are wayward, we are wayward and we've children. run from him, yeah. right? He's like, come to me because I desire for you to be with me and, and to he, help you. And he allowed his son to be treated like we deserve. Right. It's, it is a strange thing, this, this thing called sin and selfishness and, and, and how God is dealing with it and how we don't like it so much sometimes, especially when that he shines that light in and asks us, you know, tough questions like, 
Where are you, Rich? Right. Do you love your neighbor, Rich? And, yeah. and, and I think one of the things that we need to keep in mind is that, you know, we are just passing through this life, right? There is something beyond what we see and what we know and this light, this place we called, we call earth and, and life that there is a, a place where there's going to be no more pain and no more suffering and no more tears. And we're going to get to see more behind the scenes as to what went on and why. And, and I think that things are going to be revealed to us and it's, it's going to be um, some, I think it's really something we should be looking forward to and we should be thinking upon because man, if well, we want if we think about what's happening today, oh, that, no, no, that'll just, we'll just go right down the drain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, that, and I can't really, I wish I could wrap my mind around, I, I I was reading a book uh, yesterday about Enoch and how how he walked with God, and then you know he walked so much with God. Just take one more step, and God took him right. Right. And and um, Enoch chose heaven. Mm -hmm. He chose God. Right. And so God honored that choice. I think a lot of us are in that trap where we really don't know how to choose God because there's so much distraction. I think that's why he told the parable of the, the sower and the seed because there's, you know, there's distractions. There's a devil kind of snatch it away or it takes root, but then the allurements of the world come and, and or the root or the, the weeds choke it out. And there's just, and there's, it's, we don't want him to till that soil of our heart. Mm -hmm. We don't want him to break it up so that the seed will take root. But that's what's got to happen. Right. He has to break up that hard heart of ours, and it's painful. Mm -hmm. It's very painful for us to see. Uh, and I think the, the, the main reason is, is we judge ourselves on our intentions. Right. But we judge everybody else on what we see them do. Mm -hmm. Right. So we all got yeah, really because we got really good intentions, right? And right. So I'm not really that bad a person because look, I want to do this and I want to do that, and we should do this and we should do that. But what do we do? Right. When it come when the rubber meets the road, right. like you were saying, yeah. what is what is what is the um, the actions of all of our thoughts? You know, through the character. Yeah. From, you know, yeah. From what, thinking right on through the character. So. Um, you, you does it the Bible in the book of Revelation doesn't say we're judged by our intentions. It says right. we're judged by our deeds. In right. other words, our deeds will tell whether or not we want to be with God for mm -hmm. eternity. Right. It's that simple. Right. And he's not going to put us someplace where we don't want to be. Right. It it's really pretty simple. A person's destiny will be determined by his or her willingness to love. Supreme love to God and impartial love to people are the principles that should be cultivated in our life. Cultivated, in other words, just like growing plants and whatnot in the garden, the more work you do out there, and the the you know what it's like. Sometimes if we let it go, what do you what do you got to do to grow weeds? Nothing. Nothing. Not you even let that, water them; they'll just, just come up. Just they're you don't just, even got to water there. them, right? Just right. let it go. What do you yeah. got to do to grow bad character traits? Nothing. Nothing. Just right. let yourself go. Yeah, it's like right? in, they're inherent in our character. Right. So love needs to be cultivated every day to say that extra kind word to. To stop someone that you know that likes to talk about the Bible and just talk about a verse or two, to make that effort 
to brighten someone's, to make that extra phone call because someone knows you just found out their dog has cancer or whatever. Just make that extra mm-hmm. phone call Just because love has to be cultivated. It's like math. Right. You don't learn math by watching the teacher do it. You learn math by doing math. Right. And mathematician becomes a mathematician because he does Practice. math. He practices. A loving person cultivates love, mm-hmm. cultivates kindness. And I want to say sometimes has to force himself to do it because it's the right thing because love is a choice. Right. It's not a feeling. Right. Love is putting the other person first and and setting aside your agenda most of the time. Sometimes your agenda has to be followed because it has to do with your health too. Right. But mo- most of the time, and that can get to be con- the confusing, oh, she's going to say something. I know. Wait. I was going to talk about, you know, the, it's 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 something that we, we do on the weekend when we have the, the time. And it, w- it started with my father. My father worked really, really hard. He worked like seven days a week, and he was a public servant. And, I mean, if you needed anything, the town called my dad. But there was one thing that he always did. Or during the winter time, what did he do? You're gonna you're gonna tell me because he made sure he made sure you had wood. That's right. Yeah, and you know what? It's not an easy thing, and so that's you know, yep. Rich has kind of been saying lately. You know, I got to make sure that you stay warm. I got to make sure Susan has wood. Yeah, because I enjoy to have um a, the wood stove going as opposed to spending money on on natural gas or whatever it is we have that we do. But you know, it takes a lot of work to get out there and to, you know, you sacrifice your whole day because man, you're chopping wood, you're burning brush, you're hauling wood, you're stacking wood. It's a lot of work. But think about what happens. Is that adding years to my life or taking them away? It should be adding years it because is. It's, it's the adding, exercise. It's, right. Everything is good from doing that, right. from making sure that you have wood. Yeah. Yeah. So w- these deeds, these acts, these things that we do, um, not only because they're the right thing to do, but it's all they're all teaching tools as well. Right. In learning to love. Right. You know, in learning how to love someone, learning how to be loving and kind and gentle and all those fruits of the spirits. And, of course, the last fruit of the spirit, which gets us right back to the addiction. What is the last fruit of the spirit? It's self-control. Self-control, self-mastery. And one of, James says the hardest thing to tame is the tongue. Right. Why? Because if them thoughts are rattling around right. and rattling around and those resentments and that hate, it's coming out. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come out. Right. Jesus says, you "Don't if you're angry, don't don't even think about it. You know, you heard from before. Don't kill. Thou shall not kill. I say, don't be angry. Right. Come on. You don't need to. It's okay. I, I mean, I understand that certain things are gonna cause us to be angry for a spell." Anger can't be the destination. It could be part of your journey. Right. But it can't be the destination. Resentment can be part of the journey. You have to, if you have resentment, then you learn to forgive. We wouldn't have to forgive if we didn't have resentment. Right. Right. So, but it cannot be the destination. And that's what makes an addict Mm -hmm. is resentments are the destination. Anger is the destination. And when we stay at that destination, Jesus, it's very hard for God to till that soil of the heart and to break it up and to plant his seeds. Right. Right. Holding on to all that stuff is like what? Drinking poison, hoping the other person dies. And we do it because it serves a a, a sick purpose in us sometimes. But 
and it's not healthy. Right, because I think sometimes it's hard for us to move on to the next step yeah. because we're afraid of what could be there oh my. Or, or what's behind the door, what's the next chapter. I and might so, have to live inside my own yeah, skin so, without that rattling around yeah, in my so brain. Sometimes it's easier to hang on to stuff that yeah. doesn't serve us because... Like you said, in a way, it really does. It does serve, serve us. a sick person because when I'm hating or when I'm resentful to someone, huh? I'm not thinking about right. how sick I am. Right. I'm thinking how sick they are. Yes. Right. That's Back sick. to the garden, the woman you gave me. See, and 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 that's the human condition. So here we are. Uh, like I say, so Jesus says, I'm going to show you this human condition in technicolor. I'm going to tell a story about a good Samaritan. Right. And we know what that story is, and we'll probably get into that story next time. But this is the whole reason he told the story, is because we can be so sick that we can walk over and look at someone that we know needs help, justify not helping them, and, and walk walking away. off and going and preaching a sermon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, yeah. we got to wrap it up again, folks. That was a quick program. Um, and remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Do I love my neighbor? Do I love them? Can I feel his pain and his Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Collenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could it be this simple, the way out of your prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.